Hello and welcome to the Community HealthCast, brought to you by the Queen's Community Health Board. I'm Rick Conrad, and I'm joined today by our coordinator and podcast producer, Elizabeth Bailey. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Rick. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm just great. I'm really excited about our guest today. Yeah, this is a really hot topic for sure. And as we know, in the past 18 months, COVID-19 has shone a light on many issues and inequities in people's daily lives. And one issue that has reached almost crisis proportions in some areas of Nova Scotia is housing. We all know how the housing market heated up in the past year and a half. With more people moving to Nova Scotia during the pandemic, housing prices shot up an average of almost 30% by June 2021, according to an analysis by REMAX. The number of houses sold also increased by a record 53.5% from January to June of this year. Despite this, there is still a shortage of houses for sale to keep up with the feverish demand, according to REMAX, and this shortage in supply has also affected rental properties. In many cases, when people can find a suitable apartment, they struggle to afford it. Some recent rental listings in Queens County include a one-bedroom apartment in Caledonia for $850 a month and a three-bedroom home in Liverpool for $1,100. So if you can afford to buy a house, you're dealing with higher prices and less selection. And if you're a renter, you're likely faced with the same dilemma. Higher house prices can also mean higher property assessments, which can make it difficult for some people to stay in their homes. Recently, the region of Queens announced they want the province to keep the cap on property assessments. The capped assessment program is tied to the Consumer Price Index and limits how much assessments can increase year over year. Our guest today is Darlene Norman, Mayor of the Region of Queens, to talk about the assessment cap and some other aspects of affordable housing in Queens. Mayor Norman, welcome to the Community HealthCast. Thank you, Rick, and hello to you, Elizabeth, and hello, all listeners. So first, I'd like to bring people up to speed on housing. It's important to note that it is a provincial responsibility, but what role do municipalities like the region of Queens play, Darlene, in housing? As a municipality, we can connect the dots. We can connect the dots between contractors, between available land, between not-for-profit organizations who may be interested in looking at what's available for affordable housing, with CMHC, with the province, and with the feds. And we can also look at our land use strategies and our land use bylaws and make them more adaptable in order to provide larger housing stock in the region. We can also keep the control on the cap. <laughs> and But just to be clear, as far as actually funding directly affordable housing units, that's something the province does, is that right? The province and CMHC are the funders. As I'd like to repeat what was once said to me, the federal government have the money, provincial government makes the rules, and municipalities have all the people coming to us because they're the ones that they see. You think about it. There's one province house in Halifax. Every municipality has an administration office. So when people think government, they see us. So while we don't make the rules and while we don't have the money, we are the ones that people expect to come up with the solutions. Okay. That's a nice segue into something that the municipality is trying to do, and that's to advocate to keep the cap on assessments. Just explain for us why council took this position. In order to explain this, we just need to go back so people understand what that cap is. And the cap was started in 2005, 
as a way to prevent sudden increases in assessment values. In 2007, it was set at the inflation rate. It doesn't inflate according to the actual assessed value of your home. It just assess, it increases at the assessment rate. So currently, there's two taxable, when you get your tax assessment from the province, you'll see two line items. One says your true assessed value, and one says the taxable assessed value. So the difference is getting larger between those. If the province followed the Nova Scotia Federation Municipalities wish to phase that out over 13 years to a point where taxation is, is actual taxable, we have great concern that the difference is still going to be very large. And simply by phasing in oh five percent, seven percent, nine percent, the costs will continue to rise. So you are going to have people on certain lands, lakeshore, rivers, desirable lands along the coast that we have seen this unheard desire of people to have those lands. And we have a high poverty rate in this county. We have many families that have been on lands for a long time. And when you look at what land and homes are selling for, removal of the cap or even discussion of phasing it out at this point in time, in our belief, is not the right thing to do. The Nova Scotia Federation of Municipalities started this process in 2018, 2019, with not a dream of what would be happening in 2021. So 2021 is not the time to be talking about phasing out the program that actually protects residents from sudden escalation in the value of their properties. Do you have any idea then how much keeping the cap may affect the region of Queen's bottom line? Have you made that calculation or is it just a matter of this is the right thing to do right now? The numbers are clear. And basically, if the cap were removed tomorrow, which they're not considering doing, they're considering a phase out. But if the cap were to be removed tomorrow, we could actually reduce the tax rate by 14 and a half cents if it was completely eliminated. And that's 14 and a half cents per thousand of assessment? Per hundred. Presently, our total residential assessment is 904 million. So 102 million of that is capped. So that 102 million would become available. And in theory, the tax rate would then drop. But yet, a lot of that capped money is at people who have lower income things. So even though it drops, they would still be paying a significant amount of monies for their presently capped properties. Our theory is just leave, leave it alone for now. Is this a trend that's going to continue for a year or two or five? Personally, I don't think it's going away. Personally, I think, as you probably know, that we live in one of the best places in the world. And now is not the time to suggest removing that one layer of protection that current residents have. On the issue of affordable housing generally, what have you been hearing from your counterparts and colleagues and other municipalities in the province 
There are many rural municipalities that are very concerned about the lack of housing stock. There are some of the larger municipalities, Halifax, some border municipalities or bedroom communities of Halifax that seem to be growing well with their housing stock. But when you look at the rurals here, communities, even though it's in Eastern Shore, I was to um, the far end of the Eastern Shore the other week, and the person I was visiting said, everything for sale snapped up. And the rental, same thing that we see here, is being echoed in many rural communities around this province. People are buying existing rental stock. They are either using it for their own place to move to. But what's really alarming is the amount of rental stock that is being turned over into Airbnbs. And that is a major factor in the reduction of current or what had been past rental stock. And in one side, you know, you can't blame the past owner of the building who's had a rental home for 15 years. And suddenly they have an opportunity to put it on the market, get a big price tag for it, you know, compared to Seven years ago, I mean, think, Rick, seven years ago, driving around our communities of Queens, think of all the houses that were for sale. Think of all the signs that were everywhere. And it's like, wow, who's going to buy all this stuff? And we are a county of a lot of minimum pay jobs. It is a vicious circle that we find ourselves in right now. There are actually people who have no place to live. It's a situation that we've never faced before. Are there affordable housing units in Queens? There's various levels of housing. In my earlier days, when I was on council, there were two affordable housing projects. But currently, it's $50,000 per unit. So if I were a contractor and I were building an apartment building, I would have to have at least five units would have to be affordable housing. I could get $50,000 per unit, so the province would, would basically give me 250000 to go toward the cost of the build, but then you have to go into an agreement for 25 or 30 years. You have to offer those apartments at a dedicated rent, 1.5% uh, payback over that length of time. And then through community services, they also have a level of community social housing, so there's two levels of affordable housing. There's um, social community housing, and then there's the affordable housing, certain incomes in order to be eligible for affordable housing that the province or CMHC arrange. What can organizations like the Community Health Board do to help municipalities? You can do what you're doing now. You could, if you really wanted to, become a landlord of affordable housing. <laughs> I don't think most non-for-profit organizations realize that they are eligible for 95% of funding if they wanted to enter the world of affordable housing. As you may or may not realize, as a municipality, we can sell land for a dollar to non-for-profit organizations. If we sold land that's maybe sewered, watered, or we 
put that in as our part, then that could be the 5% that the non-for-profit organization puts toward the 95%. Our new land use regulations that are coming out, they're still in draft form. But one thing that they will allow would be accessory dwelling on any lot in Queens County that is currently in a residential zone. The majority of all of Queens County is residentially zoned. So the new bylaws are going to allow one accessory building. It has to be like half the size of the present building already on the site. And it can only take as long as the two places didn't cover more than 40% of the lot. So that opens up the ability to put more housing in all residential areas. So that would be true for for Liverpool, Brooklyn, Milton, Caledonia, Port Medway, New Village, Charleston, everywhere in between. We can connect dots. We can put people together. The Ration of Queens owns a considerable amount of land. We can gather a room full of contractors and, you know, electricians and all kinds of people and say, here's the land we have available. Who wants to work together to build homes? In a county like Queens, where we have many people on minimum paid jobs, we have many seniors, we can match people together, we can create a healthy environment for developers, we can assist with red tape, we can do many things. But one thing that I believe we should not do is that we should not become the builders and the owners and the operators of affordable housing. You know, there are many people that may not be contractors, but there are many people that could become investors. I think we've got smart counselors. They're dedicated. They believe in advancing Queens forward. My door is open. So please contact me, phone. If you see me on the street, you want to make an appointment, want me to come to your home. I'm very approachable and open to any matters people might want to discuss. And what is your region email address? dnorman at regionofqueens.com. Great. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, uh, Darlene Norman, Mayor of the Region of Queens. It was an excellent conversation. It's always great to chat to you. And Elizabeth, it was wonderful to finally meet you. You too. Thank you so much, Darlene. For more information on today's topic, including links to documents and other sources of information, please visit our Facebook page, Queen's Community Health Board, or call me, Elizabeth Bailey, at 902-350-0478. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time to the Community Health Cast.